This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Jimmy out along with Matt Humans from Visa talking some college football, and I think I could hear humans screaming from the desert all the way down here in the bayou when Ohio State picked six with about two and a half minutes to go, and it looked like it was going to be a brutal beat for the Nittany Lions. But Sean Clifford, he giveth. And he taketh back. So with the back door covered all the way down the uh, down the field. Maddie, how you doing, man? That was a wild day, and it started off with that one bad beat, back door cover, and then the West Virginia TCU game. Yeah, you uh, you must have worked all night at your desk on uh, writing that open to this uh, segment. That was pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, Believe it or not, Jimmy, I was on a flight to San Diego at the time, so I did not know that that, that had happened. And uh, when I got off the flight, I saw the final score. Then I reviewed what happened. I was like, you've got to be bleeping kidding me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm glad I wasn't watching at the time because Penn State had a 21-16 to lead with about nine minutes to go in that game. You're catching 15 and a half. You win that 99% of the time, right? And uh, you had to get a backdoor cover to win it, uh, but I'll take it because uh, it's a lot better than the West Virginia outcome, and I'm glad I avoided that game. That's the brutal beat of the week, maybe of the month, uh, for those who uh, took the points with the Mountaineers. Uh, so I, I was lucky to uh, play the right home dog in those two games. Uh, I think we had a pretty good week on this show uh, with the picks last week. The one, uh, one game, I bet 18 games on Saturday, one game that you and I talked about a little bit that I lost was Kentucky and uh, Wildcats. I thought they were live dogs going to knock to Knoxville, and they got crushed by Tennessee. And after watching that game, Jimmy, it's hard for me to jump on the Will Levis number one NFL draft oh, pick no, bandwagon. No, 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 no yeah. way, no way. They, 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 they just, they just can't throw away his his film for the entire year. I right. mean, I don't care where they had him. I mean, his and his touchdown to interception ratio last year with a very good running game. A very good running game, and Wendell Robinson, an excellent receiver, was was basically even. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's 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 kind of like that again. So, no, 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 no. I mean, I I heard some of that chatter early, but but it also makes an impression on me with Tennessee. And I'll spare you all the metrics and the stats, but everybody talks about Tennessee Hooker in the offense and the high powered. I get you. They're so much better on defense, so much better on defense. And when you like Tennessee, um, you know, preseason win total, I was like, well, how much better is that uh, that defense going to be? How fast are they going to go where their defense is on the field, more snaps per game and more of the season, and you get teams worn down. 
they're number 10. They're top 10 in one of the, uh, it, it, like, points opposing uh, opponents' points per play. They're much better defensively, and that's where the big improvement uh, comes in. Yeah, and that was a legitimate question you had about Tennessee before the season because I had the same question. I thought this team was going to be all offense and not much defense. You go back to the end of last season in the Music City Bowl, and uh, Purdue's best offensive player, David Bell, sat out of that game, and Purdue beat Tennessee 48-45. to And uh, that's, that's scary. Purdue's best defensive player also sat out of that game. Uh, so that was kind of a, a strange to see that. But at the same time, I did think Tennessee was going to be such a high-powered offense this season. It was going to win a lot of games. But you look at the schedule with Bama and Georgia and the other SEC challenges on there, um, I don't think anybody really thought that Tennessee was going to be un, unbeaten right now uh, going to Georgia. And uh, like you said, might be the number one team in the, in the college football playoff rankings. But I do like Tennessee this week. And uh, I thought I had a pretty good read on this Tennessee team. I, I took the points with Florida, and that was a little bit fluky because Anthony Richardson had the uh, best passing day of his life. They hit a bunch of big passing plays downfield. I think he threw for four. Did he throw for 450 that day against Tennessee? 453, trust yeah. me. <laughs> I remember. 453. I, I took Tennessee in the points against Bama. And I think, you know, you watch the way the Crimson Tide scored against Tennessee, and that would give you a, an indication that the Tennessee defense is not that great, but it's pretty good tight offense too. So not going to downgrade Tennessee for that. What the uh, balls did against Will Levis and Rodriguez's running attack and this completely shut down the Kentucky offense impressed me enough to go ahead and take the points with Georgia here this week. And uh, I took eight and a half in this game. I think it opened nine at Circus Sports in Vegas, but not much of a difference in that. Um, Everybody's going to talk about, hey, Georgia's defense and their their DBs are well-equipped to shut down this Tennessee passing attack. I'm not really sure about that. I mean, really, if you go back to last season, Bryce Young lit up that Georgia defense. He lit up that secondary the first time those two teams played. I think Hendon Hooker can do the same thing here. Uh, most likely, Jimmy, I think we're going to, going to get a entertaining, high-scoring game. And uh, I don't mind taking the points here with Tennessee. I think the ball's can hang in this one. It concerns me a little bit to think that maybe Tennessee is going to be a public dog or a square dog, as you like to call it this week, but uh, that's okay. I'll go ahead and take the eight and a half. They are going to be a public dog. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I'm hearing both, uh, you know, pros and Joes, uh, you know, jumping on Tennessee. Tennessee did open up nine at Circa. Right now it's eight and a half. In the way both sides are on this, I would, if you like Tennessee, I would get on it as early as possible. I think this line is going to continue to topple that. I don't think it'll get to the hot number at seven, but I think eight and a half will be your high spot. That's where it is right now uh, at Bedford Rivers, plus eight and a half. The other SEC matchup, it's not one of your picks, but any thoughts on Bama-Tennessee? I mean, Bama-LSU, rather. Yeah, I actually kind of like this over the total of 58. I don't play many totals, but I don't see the LSU defense getting a lot of stops here. And I think Jaden Daniels, the way he's picked up Brian Kelly's offense, has been pretty impressive. I think uh, LSU's kind of finally found its uh, identity, found a rhythm offensively. And uh, I think the, the Tigers can put some points on the board in this game too. So it's not going to be one-sided uh, with Bama as about a two-touchdown favorite. I think, you know, if you look at the LSU-Florida game, what was that, 45-35, those teams put 80 points on the board? 
I, I think these teams could put uh, 65, 70 on the board uh, this week. And uh, if I'm going to bet that, I'm probably just going to bet it over the total of 58. All right, uh, so over. Um, and, well, what's, uh, uh, what's your quick take on that one? Do you like a side? If anything, LSU at yeah. uh, plus 13, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's their form in a first-year coach that they're playing much better. The quarterback's playing better. They discovered Harold Perkins, a, a true freshman, who's a difference maker on defense, and no doubt uh, it's going to be um, a, a, a great crowd on a yeah. Saturday night uh, for LSU Bama. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, in Baton Rouge surprise to be in this spot. This is these are these are basically semifinals uh, for the uh, SEC championship game. Um, LSU will have a game to give up, you know, so they'll just have to win one of two against AM Arkansas. Same thing with Alabama, same thing with Tennessee and Georgia. Both, everybody has the same amount of losses entering this weekend, and both would have the uh, tiebreaker head-to-head. Nobody else uh, is close. Staying in the SEC, uh, Auburn, they fire their coach. We've seen how these um, interim coaches uh, have kind of sparked their team across college football. Not sure if that trend will continue as Cadillac Williams takes over, but they do go into Mississippi State. Big double-digit underdogs at 13-and-a-half uh, at uh, Starkville. Mississippi State has been much better at home than away in conference play. Yeah, I took 14 with Auburn here. Not a big bet, but this is a long-time handicapping angle when you get a coaching change, especially if the outgoing coach was not necessarily well-liked. And I don't, I don't think Brian Harson was uh, essentially loved by his players, and pretty much his hiring was a debacle from the beginning. Never should have happened, and I said that when it happened. I, why the hell would they hire Brian Harson at Auburn? It's a bad fit. And uh, it took, what, 21 games to figure that out, or 21 games to get him fired. I think they figured that out a long time ago. But it's kind of bogged down this program, bogged down this team. And I thought that, uh, you know, Auburn played like a live dog in that game against LSU uh, three or four weeks ago. Probably should have won that game. Auburn also probably should have lost the game against Missouri uh, that went to overtime. But still, it's an Auburn team that's lost eight of the last nine in the SEC. But I see a little bit of upside here, and uh, maybe the, the new coach who comes in has already got a quarterback. Robbie Ashford impresses me uh, for such a, a young guy, a freshman. Last week he threw for 285. He ran for 97, excuse me, 87. And uh, he can make plays. I, for some reason, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Auburn Stadium PA announcer um, told uh, or said right before the game that Holden Gariner was going to be the starting quarterback for Auburn last week, announced that to the crowd before the game, and Robbie Ashford played the entire way. Uh, just kind of shows you things uh, are off the hook there at Auburn. Tank Bigsby still one of the best running backs in the uh, SEC. And I don't like uh, what I've seen from Mississippi State's offense recently. A lot of times the more you scout Mike Leach's offense, the more – uh, you can solve it, and uh, but you got to have the personnel to do it. I think Auburn might, but if you look at Mississippi State, Jimmy, in the uh, last two games, 23 total points in losses to Kentucky and uh, Alabama. This offense has looked anemic. Maybe Auburn can do enough here to stay in the game. I think with uh, Cadillac Williams taking over as interim coach, you're going to see a different Auburn team, an energized Auburn team this week. All right, uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, and uh, probably be the shortest spread for Clemson from here on out. 
uh, opened up uh, three and a half, four at uh, Bet Rivers. It's now at minus five. So Clemson's gets, uh, getting some action right now. Clemson minus five at Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, just ran the ball up the middle, up the middle, over and over, just overpowering Syracuse. Not, not quite sure they'll be able to do that against this Clemson front. No, not at all. This is going to be a totally different game. And I was on Notre Dame last week. I'll be against Notre Dame this week. Uh, what the Irish did, well, they opened the game against Syracuse by scoring on a pick six. And it was the wheels kind of fell off for the Orange early in that game. And Notre Dame was able to play with the lead and uh, just run the ball. Like you said, 56 carries for 246 yards. Uh, Irish are not going to do that against the uh, Clemson defensive front. And Drew Pine's going to have to play much better. He's as a quarterback, he is below average at best. And uh, Pine last week against Syracuse, 9 for 19, 116 yards with a TD and a pick. Uh, the, you can say what you want about Syracuse's quarterback play being inconsistent, but if DJ Uyunglele is not playing well here, Dabo Sweeney has a backup he can go to who I still think is better. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about that situation. You have much better quarterback play on the uh, Clemson side. And I think this line is a little bit cheap. You're still talking about a Notre Dame team that's lost home games to Marshall and Stanford. Was lucky to beat Cal. Has not looked very good at home this season. Uh, I laid four with Clemson. Uh, I think this is going to be a game that Clemson wins by 10 or more. All right. uh, Let's go to the Pac-12 and uh, look at Stanford. Stanford got uh, handled pretty good. Uh, down at the Rose Bowl against UCLA, but had won their previous two games against Notre Dame and Arizona State. Low scoring, but still uh, won them. Washington State now comes into uh, Palo Alto to take on Stanford. Five-point road favorites, uh, the the Huskies. <clears throat> the Cougars, rather. The Cougars, rather, at uh, Stanford. So Washington State uh, minus five. You know, Washington State's kind of similar to uh, Mississippi State, which is ironic. Uh, Mike Leach's last stop. But you look at the uh, Cougars' offense right now. Cameron Ward, the quarterback, has basically got to do everything. He threw for 222 last week. Uh, He ran for 28 yards. The rest of the team had a total of 42 yards of offense. Uh, The the team, I think, had uh, maybe maybe it's 14. The rest of the team had 14 yards of offense because the Cougars ran for a total of 42 yards in that game. They can't run the ball. One thing the Syracuse defense, or excuse me, the Stanford defense is struggling with is stopping the run. But again, that's a weakness of this Washington State offense. Last week, UCLA ran for 324 yards and 7.2 per carry against uh, the Stanford defense. But Washington State doesn't have that running threat. And I think the Syracuse, actually, I keep saying Syracuse, Stanford, uh, the Stanford defense is uh, actually a little bit better against the pass here. And also, Tanner McKee had a couple of big games previous to the, the flop at UCLA last week. McKee uh, led the Cardinal to wins against Notre Dame and Arizona State. Now, the Stanford offense is not much. I think this is going to be a, kind of a low-scoring game decided by a field goal. I'm taking a five with the Cardinal here. I think Stanford's got a good shot to win this straight up. A Washington State team that's uh, lost three in a row. And uh, scored a total of 41 points in those three games. I think the Cougars headed in the wrong direction. All right, Stanford plus the five at home against Washington State. Iowa-Purdue, how about the Hawkeyes? Almost 400 yards of offense in a 33-13 win over Northwestern. Uh, uh, Northwestern, one of those TDs in 
real garbage time with yeah. just 20 seconds to go uh, to make the final score 33-13. to 13. But all Hawkeyes never close as they were an un- uh, uncharacteristic double-digit favorite, but they did, uh, they controlled that game, allowing a, a low number again, just 177 yards of offense to Northwestern. Now they travel to West Lafayette, Purdue, uh, to take on the Boilermakers, uh, catching four and a half. Yeah, Purdue's off a bye here, but that's not really a handicapping factor. I think it helps Iowa that actually had some success offensively last week. And we talked about a public dog or a square dog. Northwestern was that last week. How many people said, how can Iowa be laying 11 and a half? Iowa can't even score 11 and a half, you know? <laughs> Iowa had scored uh, 14 points or fewer in five of its seven games. All of a sudden, there's 11 and a half point favorite. But if you notice, that line didn't really move all week. And uh, it was a little bit curious to me that that line never really did drop. Uh, but the Hawkeyes finally uh, produced some offense and put some points on the board. Uh, you know, as far as this game goes, Circus Sports in Vegas opened this Iowa as a seven-point dog. And it dropped to uh, three. Now Bet Rivers and uh, most books have settled right there in the middle around four and a half or five. Uh, I do think the half point could be important here, so try to get the five if you're betting the Hawkeyes. But Purdue has won four of the last five against Iowa. The games of West Lafayette were decided by two points and four points, and I think that's what you're going to see here is going to be a low-scoring, tight game. It's not going to be pretty to watch because the Hawkeyes, I think, defensively have what it takes to uh, really slow down this Purdue passing attack. They're going to jam the receivers at the line of scrimmage, they're going to uh, force Purdue to be successful running the ball, which uh, the Boilermakers have been better running it with uh, this kid, Devin Mockaby, who's a, a walk-on. It looks like uh, Mike, Arst- Mike Allstott reincarnated. If you've watched him, this kid's kind of come out of nowhere. I think Purdue finds a way to grind out a tough win here by three points, but it, the key for me is this Iowa defense is number one in college football, allowing 3.9 yards per play. And it's going to be uh, – points are going to be hard to come by for Purdue in this game. So, uh, let's go with Purdue by a field goal, but I'll take Iowa with the points. How can Iowa be catching more than a field goal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, Iowa plus four and a half. Stanford plus five. Clemson minus five. Auburn plus 13 and a half. Tennessee plus eight and a half. Especially that Tennessee line. Uh, if you like that, I think that's only going to go down a little bit. It's not one of your picks, but you do like over the total in LSU and Alabama. Anything else you want to add, Matt? No. You know what I might do is uh, split a unit in that LSU game, put a half a unit on the Tigers and the points and a half a unit over the total. Um, I do like that a little bit. I'm also thinking about playing Arizona plus 18 at Utah. This huge team is really banged up right now. Cameron Rising did not start the previous game at Washington State. He is, right. expected to, is expected to start this one against Arizona, but he's got a sleeve on his knee. He's obviously not fully healthy, and the running game is a big part of what makes him effective. And he's not going to be running much if he's out there at quarterback. Also, Utah's uh, top two tight ends have been knocked out. They're really thin at that position. So I, I think it's a stretch to ask uh, Utah to win this game by more than three touchdowns. So um, I think LSU is somewhat attractive as a dog, and I kind of put Arizona in the same category. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, n- no doubt about it. Great, great card uh, in college football as we uh, head down in the final month of November. Really good stuff uh, in uh, in college football. For Matt Humans of Eason, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.